0: All right, this is what we're going to do. We have um, a a video of our baptismal candidates uh, just giving a little bit of their story. Get your handkerchiefs out because if this doesn't hit you in the heart, nothing will. Um, And uh, then we will have them come out. Uh, We will pray for them and then we will baptize them. If when we come to pray, um, I'm going to ask uh, David and Dorothy particularly that they will if I get both their attention I will ask David and Dorothy particularly to come and to pray over our baptismal candidates and if you want to come and pray you come as well Um, that's all fine we're going to try and get it on the screen as much as we can Um, but we're not in a hurry over this so if you want to pray we'll take our time and you you come and pray and let's do this don't miss out this is a a one off occasion so let's make the most of it let's enjoy it and uh, let's really bless these guys who are coming for baptism Uh, thank you Mike
1: Jesus. Jesus actually found me. Life has always been tough and somehow I'm still here to tell the tale. Most recently I've lost a child but from this comes the person that I am today. I entered the haven as a parent and enjoyed the very warm, friendly, relaxed atmosphere that I was greeted with. Everyone was so nice and immediately I felt at home. Steve and I got chatting and after a while I was slowly introduced to some amazing people who were to become my beautiful church family. I was now slowly beginning to find a love for Jesus and being in God's house after God took away my daughter made me look at faith and why good and bad things happen. Who was the best person to ask but my pastor, Dave, who talked me through, watched me cry, hugged me sincerely and that same day saved me.
2: Well, uh, um, my friend rang me up and told me that um, she'd get somebody to take me. Pam and Mike said they'd get Irene and Jim to take me to church. And I was overjoyed. I was down in the dumps at the time, and it gave me a little lift off. And when I got there, people were so kind. And coming up and speaking to me, which was lovely. I'm not used to that. And I found it lovely. I-, I didn't want to come home at dinner time when it was the yeah. I really enjoyed it.
1: Being saved has changed me, my life, my way of thinking and overall who I am. I'm a new person, a saved person, and continue my life walking alongside Jesus with guidance and support from my newfound family, The Haven, who can watch me grow and become one of God's children.
2: When the pastor was talking, I can't believe it because I'm a bit of a shy person. My hand went up automatic like that, and I couldn't believe that I'd done it. And then I put it down quickly, and and I, I thought, why well, put my hand up? <laughs> and I had to think about why I'd put it up. And I, I don't know, an urge just come to me that I wanted to be with Jesus and have his blessing. Alongside
1: having my five children here and in heaven, and my day of salvation is by far one of my best. I now know that I will walk forever with Jesus and be reunited when the time's right with my daughter. She was blessed to me to give me strength and as a key to finding Jesus. So I trust in you, Lord, now to guide me and lead me in the path of faith. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for leading me to Jesus.
2: I'm overjoyed. I didn't think it was going to be possible. But no matter what you do, you know, I'll go along with it. I'd love it. I can't wait. I was absolutely smiling from ear to ear. I was.
1: I repent of all my sins.
2: I repent of all my sins.
1: I turn to Christ.
2: I turn to Christ.
1: Jesus is Lord.
2: Jesus is Lord.
0: where we find out whether the water stayed warm. Are you ready, Tash?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You said we're buried with you in baptism and we're raised with you in newness of life and we pray for a supernatural happening in these next moments that for the rest of this young woman's life, she will be a signpost to broken people Amen. to point them to Christ. And you will cause her to know how much she's loved and how secure she is in you yes. beyond anything that's ever been part of her life. Yes. That she would know that she's in your arms forever. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes.
2: Thank you, Lord, that you are a restorer. And I pray, Lord, for all the years the devil has sought to take from this family, yes. that you as a restorer will restore everything to this family in fullness, more than they would ever have hoped for, yes. ever imagined, yes. that you will be their source, you will be their storehouse yes. and everything they need, they
0: Amen. will find in you. In you Amen. 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 Is somebody just to take this microphone? you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just really quickly, because you're wet. I remember the first day you came into the building. And I'll never forget
3: the smile on your face. But the Lord says to you that the smile is not just on the outside anymore, but the smile and the joy is going to be on the inside out. And you are going to, you're going to see happiness. You're going to see joy radiate out of you. Amen? Amen.
0: Okay. Philomena now because of Philomena's frailty she's not going to get in the water although I have threatened to drag her in um, but we're going to we're going to lean her over the side of the pool here and uh, pour water over her so I'm going to need that plastic thing there. there we go thank you okay who'd like to come and pray for Phil Ooh, they're all coming out for you Dom they're streaming down the aisles
3: Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. You come to us. You come to us. You keep coming to us. You keep drawing us to yourself. You do not see us as young or old. You see us as those who come to you. You promise, you promise to give us strength sufficient grace and strength and love for every day. And we pray in this moment of baptism that something of those old negativities will literally fall off this lady's mind and life and she will rise in newness of life and everyone around her life will know that something wonderful and supernatural has happened and we ask this as we bless her in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Okay. Philomena on your confession of faith,
3: I baptize you in the name
0: of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. in Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> your
2: spirit
3: Lord. Can I pray for you? Father God, I just want to pray that as um, David opens your word, that our hearts and our ears will just be open to what you have to say to us. I thank you, Lord, for his ministry, Lord God, and I thank you for all that he's going to bring this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Steve. Morning, everyone. Well, what what a joy to be here on a baptism day. Some people in this congregation have walk some of the journey of their Christian life, as Steve's just said, and um, I have a tremendous belief in the power of baptism. It, many people just see it as uh, like, like a convention. It's something that, you know, as Christians, we, we do these things like rites of passage, but I actually believe it's much more powerful than that. I believe something supernatural can and does happen, and I do remember years ago in the, the Christian Center, I was in the downstairs the minor hall baptism one Tuesday evening when we used to baptise people from time to time and I felt the spirit of God say to me do you believe I want to save people in the life of this congregation and I said I absolutely do Lord he said well if they get saved you know they're going to be baptised they should be baptised I said yes he said well as a step of faith you should announce a baptismal service so I did stood in the water even though I didn't know there was anybody to be baptised And we baptised people every month from that day for many years. I I lost count. It was more than a decade. Every month people were baptised. And you you see the the power of transformation in baptism. So Dave Dave said to me a a few days ago, in fact a week or two ago, and then reminded me when we were together uh, earlier in the week that uh, you were having baptisms today. So it would be a good thing to talk about baptism. So I'm going to for a few minutes. Now, you can make a big Bible study. I'm going to quote a few scriptures partway through here, but I'm not going to take a long time over. them. There's probably going to be a podcast, and if you want to listen to that, then you'll be able to follow through. I don't want to make it a heavy Bible teaching. But what the goals of what I'm saying? I want to inspire people like me. I was baptized about 60 years ago. So I want to encourage people like me, people who've been baptized a long time ago, to, to the power of what what happened to you when you were baptized and it reinvigorates your faith and maybe for some new Christians or people who've been Christians for a long time I've known Christians who've been Christians for decades who have never found the importance of baptism maybe it's instruction for you into a next step so that you would be a challenge, challenged afresh to be baptized and maybe for people on a journey to faith you go, this all seems a bit funny but what's it all about? Well, maybe the aim is to help you understand a little bit about what what we're doing. And why do we teach about it? Because we believe that something powerful happens both when we teach and when we obey. And we want to celebrate the truth of what's happening here today. I found it incredible actually over many, many years, particularly with younger people, um, people from... Muslim families, Sikh families, Hindu families, traditional Christian families. All sorts of people don't mind their children coming into children's programs where they learn about Jesus. They're very happy to learn about Jesus because they know Jesus was a wonderful person. Even recognized in other religions. But as soon as those young people say they want to be baptized, something kicks in among nearly all those religious groups because there's something inside them that they know if their children take this step something powerful is going to happen which takes them away from the traditions of their family faith so there's a major truth here so a little bit of reflection about the Bible and then a bit of the who, the what and the why so what's the meaning of the word? we talk about baptism the meaning of the word in the Bible is to dip to plunge, to immerse it's it's the whole idea of a sponge being saturated because it's immersed. John the Baptist was baptised. In John chapter 3 it talks about there was a place where there was plenty of water where he was baptising so there was a, a going down into the water. It wasn't some sprinkling ar- ar- arrangement which has often become the symbol of baptism and we understand uh, fill in her limitation. who uh, was baptizing people there wasn't a lot of clean water anywhere it was a very primitive community and there was a bountiful amount of coconuts so they used to take coconut oil smash a few coconuts and get get a pile of coconut oil and pour coconut oil on people and as soon as these people confessed Jesus, repented of their sins and confessed Jesus the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them with a coconut oil so actually some of us who would prefer to see people go in, in the tank, we understand in a moment that it that's what's happened to this lady by faith. She just physically couldn't do it. Switch to dip. In Acts, in Acts chapter 8, the eunuch, he said, there's, there's water here. What stops me being baptized? And Philip baptized him. There's a pattern in the Bible that's set in the Old Testament that referred to over and over again. And that pattern is of the Red Sea Exodus when the children of Israel as it went down into the Red Sea of course it had parted and they, they came out on their way to the land of promise uh, out from a place where they were, their old life was left behind them, their enemies were destroyed because the soldiers following them were destroyed, someone was telling me they'd found some uh, some archaeological dig had been going on recently I have not read anything about that, it was just something that somebody told me that they'd read and that they'd found some artifacts in the bottom of the Red Sea which were were like an an, an army being destroyed, amazing. And they were delivered out of slavery from a life of survival on the journey to what God wanted them to be and their success. There's lots of examples of two in in the Bible. The Bible's very clear about it. Jesus himself, in fact we'll read that little bit of the Bible in Matthew chapter 3, which is the opening of the story of, of Jesus' life ministry on earth he says this when Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John but John tried to deter him saying I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me and Jesus replied let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness then John consented and as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water at that moment heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased Jesus had not begun his life's miraculous ministry but God says he's pleased with him Jesus actually did not need to be baptized he had no old life to leave behind but he did it to model something for us and it gave the freedom of the father to pour the spirit on him Half away, So it, it is a very, very defined example for us in the scriptures. Then you get a lot of illustrations of it in the early church. You get the 3,000. Dave read at the beginning the story of Peter uh, preaching. And 3,000 people that day responded and were baptized in Acts 2. The Samaritans in Acts chapter 8 were baptized. The Ethiopian also in chapter 8. Saul who became Paul in Acts chapter 9. After he had his miraculous conversion, he rose up and was baptised. Acts chapter 10, when Peter went to Cornelius' house, they they were all baptised. Acts chapter 16, that honourable woman, Lydia, she was baptised when she was uh, brought to the knowledge of the truth. In Acts chapter 16, fascinating story, we heard an Egyptian pastor talking about just recently in the AOG conference. You know this man who, a few hours before, the jailer had been beating these men up. They showed him love and kindness, and said, "Don't harm yourself." You know, we're all we're all still here. We're not going to run away. And because they loved their enemies, once the jail doors had been thrown open, they were able to share the gospel with him. And what does the Bible say? That night, he and his whole house were baptized. Acts chapter eighteen. Also, the Christ, the Corinthian Christians were baptized. And in Acts chapter nineteen, this said, what do you understand about all of this? And they. They too were baptized, so you've got masses of illustrations in the in the days of the early understandings of the Christian Church uh, of the power and importance of people following on in baptism, but a, a baptism, not just a sprinkling. And then the doctrine of the Bible is is important for us to grasp, and I won't take more than a minute or two here, but it is important to understand <clears throat> Jesus. First of all, commands this of those of us who would be those who followed him he says in matthew 28 all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything that i've commanded them so what dave did here and what the people did in their testimonies they confessed jesus they they turned from their sins trusted in Christ, and some of us would even use the, the phrase, we renounce the devil and all his works, which is another part of that tradition, that confession, and in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we then baptize people. What happened on the day of Pentecost was, was explained as a sign that we had repented and changed our way of life. And then Paul teaches uh, in three contexts, particularly in, in the book of Romans, he teaches us what is is going on here. So let me read you four verses from Romans chapter 6. He says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may be it may increase? By no means. We die to sin. How can we then live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ, which is what's happened to Trish and Phil today, baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, so what we 're doing in going into the water is to say, we actually believe and identify that Jesus died for us. He took our place in this baptism we 're dying with him, because what do you do when people die, we have to bury them. I was at a, Dorothy and I were at a funeral on Friday, a few weeks ago, I was at another funeral, which was an actual burial, as against a cremation, the one we were at yesterday. And they didn't have enough soil because they wanted to fill, fill the, the grave up. Because when people die, we, we bury them. There's, there's no useful reason for keeping a dead body. And when we recognize that we died in Christ, then the only thing we need to do with our old life is to bury it. That's, that's the teaching of the Bible. So he said we, we were buried with Christ. Identified with his death, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So we go down and bury an old life, and we believe that as we come up, we have a release of a new life. The power of an endless life comes into us that we're able to enjoy the presence of God. So we're buried with him, we're raised to live a new life and then there's a, a massive teaching in that Romans 6 about justification, sanctification, holiness and glorification of which I'm not going to go into today about how we live a righteous life and what we've received he also in Galatians chapter uh, 2 and 2-3 two, he talks about that we are clothed with Christ the, the idea of being baptized is that we, we don't only get rid of an old life and put on a new life we literally, it's like putting on clothes we, there's, there's a new identity for our lives because clothes in the Bible often bespeak people's identity and that we're clothed with Christ and then in Colossians he also says that we're buried with him and we're raised with him Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 so lots of information and illustrations that the early Christians did exactly what we're doing here in this service this morning and the meaning of it that in finishing with an old life that limited us We are given a new life. Now, here's the challenge. Who should be baptized then and and why be baptized and what am I saying when I'm baptized and then I'm going to sit down. My father was a very very radical sort of Pentecostal. And he had a, a bit of an obsession with people who were trusting in christening. And he used to go on about it. And I used to sit there as a kid cringing at the idea. I mean, lambasting people who'd been christened and and were trusting in that for their salvation. And it it used to annoy a lot of people. And uh, sometimes people were baptized, but not many. And I thought when I started my ministry a long, long time ago, I thought, you know something, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go the way that teaches people the positives about why they should be baptized. And then they'll address those issues because they get touched by the positiveness of it. Yeah? So, who should be baptized? Well, the Bible says everyone who believes. He who believes is baptized, Mark 16. So, if you're a believer, and I'm not going to hide here, I'm going to be quite specific and direct with you, if you're a believer, you should be baptized. You say, I've, been a, I've been a Christian for 30 years. They'll think I'm crazy. No, no, they'll think you're obedient. So people say, but I came from a Christian family and I was christened and then I was confirmed. Now, in my youth, I would have said, what was the point of that? In my maturity, I understand that godly families, and I've talked to godly families, they use the Old Testament illustration that it's a lamb for a house and, and that children are brought under the cover of the parents faith and are therefore helped and blessed that's fine but the truth of this is that the only people who can be baptised and have a new life experience are those who believed and repented and when you were a child you couldn't believe and repent your parents may have tried to do that for you but they can't, Their, their wishes were good and here's the killer for me I won't go through the scriptures, but there's scriptural evidence for this. But what, what happened to Jesus? Jesus was circumcised at eight days old, which was the tradition of being set apart to belong to God for the Jewish community. So what we have in the, the modern Christian world of christening, infant baptism, making us members of the kingdom of heaven, the language that gets used, is is our way... Of spiritual circumcision. And so Jesus had that. He had no sins to be forgiven. And yet he still said to John the Baptist. I know you don't want to do this. But you must baptize me. Because I am going to set an example. For all who would say they're going to be my followers. So if for no other reason in the world. Than as someone who has repented and believes. It should be a priority for you to say. I'm a follower of Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Well if you want to be a follower of Jesus. And be like Jesus. You're going to be baptized. End of story. Whatever's happened before. It had happened before to him. I'm going to go that extra mile. And be baptized. He told the people to believe. And on hearing this. They were baptized. Acts chapter 19. So the moment we've repented and confessed our faith then we're baptised and in any experience that goes before that it can have meaning for people it has no meaning for many people it's just a crutch it becomes actually a religious tradition, it does not carry the power of what the New Testament is teaching us comes when we actually respond in baptism so the who is whoever has believed you should be baptized by immersion. so let's talk about the why I've touched on the why a little bit but let's talk about it just a little bit more for a minute so if you're part of the who then why well because Jesus commanded it and we're followers of Jesus yes I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back that's what we're all saying so if you are a believer and that's what you you go this is getting a bit close to me now for somebody who's in this room who's never been baptized. A moment of opportunity to be obedient and just find a, a new release is what's coming to you although it may be a bit of a challenge. So Jesus commanded and Jesus exampled it. He was baptized himself so we should be. The apostles also in Acts 2 and Acts 10 they also commanded the believers to be baptized but then in John 14 Jesus teaching us he talks about the way that we show our love for him is that we obey his commands so being baptized is also a way for us and some of us are clumsy in love particularly men we're emotionally retarded generally in the, the area of love you have to help us girls um, and I've been married 50 years and I'm still trying to work, work out women So how how do we show our love in that spiritual sense? We do it by obeying what Jesus asks us to do. I mean, you say I don't I don't see the point of it. I don't see. You can talk about burying an old thing and and rising up. I don't need it. I I know the Lord. I love the Lord, and I'm living for Him. Express your love by obeying Him, doing it the way He says it should be done, not the way you think it should be done. Yeah. So our faith is seen by our obedient actions as well as our love in obeying his commands. Then what? Then finally, I've gone a long time. My wife's come with me this morning. I've got to speak crisply and to time. What am I saying when I'm baptized? So I was baptized as a young lad. I don't know how old I was, 12 or 14. It's in the misty days of the past. Am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. I confess that Jesus is Lord and I turn to Christ. That's what these people said. That's what those of us who've been baptized have said, and I'm reminding you. That's what we all said. Let's just live that out again this week. Let's make absolutely sure we're listening to that voice. That He is Lord. He is in charge. We're not going to try and live this week in our own strength. We're going to live it in His strength. We buried that old life that was self serving. We've raised in newness of life to a life where we are utterly dependent and trust him that he will guide us in every situation. Yes, we are confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. We're saying I am a follower of Jesus and we do it in public because we want people to know it's a testimony, it's a confession. We're saying out loud we belong to Jesus. We're also saying, and I remind all of us who've been baptized for a long time, we need to be reminded sometimes that we've left the old life behind. We're not going to live the way we used to live. We're not going to live in its old dependencies, its own bondages, its own sin. There is put within us a power to live in a different way where sin is no longer our master. We will still all sin, as Luther said a long, long time ago, we're saints and sinners, we'll still sin. But the power of sin will lose its power over us to keep us dominated and keep us dependent. So Jesus is our Lord, we're followers of Jesus, we're leaving the old way of life behind, and we're going to live a new life, which only God can sustain. So whether you've just been baptized today, Phil... In a new way. Even though you've trusted Jesus all these years. In a new way. He is going to be the one who sustains your life. Whatever all that brokenness. Whatever all that pain. And even the sadness of the loss of the child. it's Not, not that you won't feel it anymore. But there comes a new power in you. To live a different way. A life that only he can sustain. And you go. Where did that strength come from? To say yes or to say no. It comes from him. So I'm going to pursue my purpose. And my destiny. Picture of the children of Israel. They were on their way to the promised land. When they went through their baptism. Which Corinthians talks about. And I'm going to Live A Holy Spirit filled life. Because this is part of a baptism which is not only in water, it's in the Spirit. And if you don't mind, I'll just gently lay hands on both of you. Is that all right? Yes. This is what the Bible teaches us. He said, if you haven't been filled with the Spirit, many people sit in our services who haven't. He said, you need to ask and you will receive. Yes. years ago when we went to a house of a young couple who'd come to faith in the Christian center they were business people and uh, I sat in their home and talked to them about being filled with the Holy Spirit they clearly had a transformation experience of new birth and uh, we talked about They asked me some questions we had a little quiet reflection I said well let's pray the Bible says ask and you'll receive it's quite simple so ask so they did come on Holy Spirit us. just help them receive and the man immediately started speaking in a new language he'd never learned um, quite spontaneously and, and the girl was right upset because she just sat there she, she was a bit stultified by it all and I said well no it's getting late I'm going home so he's full of the joys of spring and she's fed up because she hasn't she's had a release in the holy spirit so she went upstairs to get into bed cleaned the teeth as she should and while she was cleaning the teeth she felt this overwhelming desire to praise the lord and as she started to praise the lord she started to speak the language she'd never learned and she never turned back it's not difficult we don't need to be shaking people pushing people forcing things he said ask and you will receive so to whatever degree you two have received the Holy Spirit I'm going to pray that you receive more of him and then I'm going to pray a general prayer over everyone here in the room is that okay? and if you've never received the Holy Spirit and had that release of a language of tongues just ask the Father and believe for something to happen right now on your way home when you're cleaning your teeth when you're doing the garden this afternoon whatever because if you believe and start thanking God that you've received because you've asked because that's the step of faith is that right Yes. yes yes So, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, you told us to lay hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. We pray for this child of God. Thank you for the miracle of salvation. Yes. Thank you for the wonderful things that you are doing in releasing in her a confidence to be part of the family of God. I pray that you will fill her with the Holy Spirit yes. in a new and powerful way yes. from today. Yes. Oh, hallelujah come Holy Spirit we welcome you we welcome you as you begin to praise the Lord don't be afraid don't be afraid if words start coming out of your mouth because you're not a ventriloquist dog the Lord's not going to move your mouth you'll have to speak and then the devil's going to say in your head you're making that up and you just tell him what he is because we have to remind him you're a liar clear off and carry on And then it will become like a river that flows out of you. This lovely lady, on a long journey of life, as she obeys you today, you said you give the Holy Spirit to those that obey you. So come Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Fill her to overflowing with the power of your spirit and be glorified in our life in a new way. Now, can I encourage everyone who's Spirit-filled here and knows how to speak in tongues, speak out quietly in tongues just where you are there and just renew yourself in the Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, as we who know you speak out in the language that you've given us, we thank you for the coming of the Spirit into our lives either a long time ago or recently. And we pray that we would be being filled with your Holy Spirit. We pray that something supernatural will continue to happen in us that we have be guided by you. And for those who have never known the joy of being filled with your spirit. As they ask you today we pray and agree with them. You said you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask you. So as they ask come Holy Spirit yes. in this congregation among this community. Yes. May it flow with rivers of divine life as more people are filled with you. Yes. And enjoy a relationship with you by the power of your spirit. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you've never been baptized in water, and you know, even out of a simple, quiet teaching today that I've given you, you know that you need to be. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up or anything like that in this moment. But go and speak to Dave or Steve or whoever it is you normally connect with. And they may be surprised because there may be people here who have been Christians a long time. But Be obedient. And it will bring joy and confidence to others around you. And it will bring a release of God's life in you. And for anyone who's here as a friend of someone who doesn't know. uh, Jesus yourself. You haven't got a personal relationship with Jesus. You need to understand very simple things. God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. And that's why he sent his son into this world. To take your place and my place on the cross that's why Jesus died now when we were celebrating Easter a few weeks ago some of the supermarket chiefs may not have understood and wouldn't sell those Christian themed Easter eggs and may have asked the question what's Easter got to do with Christians and the church but everything because Jesus died on that cross for each of us and everyone who's honest knows that we've all done things we wish we hadn't done thought things we wish we hadn't thought said things we wish we hadn't said and the fact is Jesus wipes that slate clean when we come to him and he continues to wipe that slate clean I was 10 years of age when I asked Jesus to be my saviour and he's been wiping the slate clean every day since then and I have a peace inside that I know all my sins are if you're on that journey and something inside you says, you know, I don't want to stand all that bloke saying, but phew, it's just something that resonates in me. Well, ask the person who brought you at the end of the service, or ask to sit and talk to someone to explain. Ask someone to pray with you. Because if we seek him, we will find him. And I pray everyone will be blessed today. Amen.